You know what? Everybody done well. I really appreciate all of the birthday gifts. You get my age, you appreciate them more. And one of the things that I can say that when I get birthday gifts, especially you ought to give, like you give money or what they call it, I buy something I wouldn't normally, wouldn't normally buy. So, uh, so you're going to see me looking really good. <laughs> but then the prophet's not honored in his own home sometimes, and I get some good cards, though. For your birthday, okay? This is not the one that I wanted. It's one of them said, if you hadn't been born, it would have been an awesome, awesome thing because of me, meaning Isaac. <laughs> It'd have been tragedy. Instead of putting it on, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's acting just like his mama. Uh, <laughs> now, Steve Burr, this, Steve, stand up so they see you. He's going to be doing a lot of stuff for us, and some people don't know his name. That's Brother Steve Burr. He's came in, and he's done some ushering. He's done some uh, uh, security and all of those things because we're getting a little laxed in those areas, so I had to get some old folk. <laughs> and all you young people get mad, it means you got the devil in you. The devil's mad, and the devil in you's mad. We need to step it up as men. It is a tragedy what's going on in this country right now I mean, just when I turned the news on this morning, I didn't turn the news, I was trying to get the weather, I think. Three people killed, five shot on 57th and Prospect. I mean, we just, and then somebody else was killed someplace. It is a shame of what's going on in this country and how life is worthless to some people. We're looking at, and I want you to stay with me because this is a teaching lesson. We're looking at things that are going sky high. I mean, drug rates off the chain, uh, mental illness off the chain, okay? Uh, just all this stuff that's going on. But there's one thing that everything's going up, but church. But church. And I'm not criticizing, but I am criticizing. They can have all the barbecues. They can have all their little programs in the inner city or anywhere else. It ain't going to stop nothing until people get saved. Period. Right. Right. Someone was, the mayor came on this morning was saying, he was telling those people, say, don't tolerate, that's the word we use, retaliate against those. They got to. They ain't Christians. (laughs) What are you talking about? You see? In their mindset is, wait a minute. This happened to our people, we're going to do it to your people, right? That mindset doesn't change unless you get saved. You see, because some of us was on that, we were close. But until we got saved, I mean, I I told you all last week, every 40 seconds, a child gets missing in this country, 800,000 a year. Most parents don't even know that. This is America. If some other country would do that, it'd be all over the news. But this is where we're at. Now, we don't live in a godless country, we live in a country where people left God. God's still here. And guess who else is still here? Satan. Satan. And the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, 
it tells us that he is still here. Read, please. It says, lest Satan should take, should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant of his devices. We, we, we know he ain't, we get in church and say, God is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Amen? Amen. So is the devil. He's the same. And he's using the same tactics that he's always used. Do you understand? And we ought to be really upset as Christians of what's going on around us. We know better. Now, I'm talking about the people in here, Christ Temple North, and you ordered on live stream. You know better, you see. But you have to teach other people. Each one, teach one. Right. Until we get to that, that's no matter what age it is, we're going to have these issues going. Nothing's going to get better uh, just having parp, uh, what do you call them, parades and all that stuff. Now, it's amazing to me now. We got a parade for everything. <laughs> Everybody got a parade for everything, you see, but Christianity. That's right. We, we pray, you know, we'll, now where are we at? We need to have us, uh, uh, not Sunday, have us a parade and let the world see we're still here. You understand what I'm saying? Because see, Satan, man, I'm telling you, Satan is alive. And he's the same today, yesterday. And we know what he's doing. And in Job, that's an Old Testament. And what did Job do in the Old Testament? What happened in the Old Testament? Big time. Because God allowed it to happen. If God didn't allow it to happen, it would have never happened. He said, you all see. Uh, <laughs> I'm so good to bring it back. Now, in the days when... The sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. All right, now that's angels. Now listen to me how bold this dude is. The angels came before the Lord. Guess who showed up? Go ahead. And Satan came also among them. Satan came on among them. Now if he ain't afraid to go where the angels at with the Lord, he sure enough ain't afraid to come in church. Huh? This is the Old Testament, remember? I told you, he's the same today. It's the same thing. He's always showing up, you see. There's a thing that uh, uh, Satan's son was looking for him, and uh, he couldn't find him. And he kept asking everybody where he's at. And he found this old wise man said, you looking for your father? He said, yeah. He said, it's Sunday. He's at church. That's right. That's right. On yesterday, the mo we, we, it was a group that comes in and prays on Saturday. It was the most powerfulest prayer that we ever had in this church. The spirit was so powerful in here. It was incredible. It was powerful. I'm serious. It was the most powerfulest time we ever had in this church. Those, the saints that were here were praying, and there was no distractions, and they were, it was just flow. Made a little tear get out of mine. It was so powerful. I, I had to sit down. I didn't want to leave. I had to go pick up Gwen and get her because the power of it was there. You see? We blocked him out. We blocked him out. You see? Okay? So we know that in Job 6 and 7, that when the Lord called the angels together, guess who showed up? Satan. And what? The Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? So God talked to him and said, Where you been? And this is his answer. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. 
I'm been walking down there. See, walking up and down, seeing, and if you read another version, seeing who I made a vow. He's here. There's a Harold Lindsay was, wrote a book years ago called Satan is Alive and Well on Earth. Powerful book. Satan is a well and live on earth. Right. Guess where he's at? He's here. You see, and he can distract you. I watched some of you all walk in here and I prayed for you before you sit down. Got the wrong spirit. Don't be laughing. You could be one of them. Uh, You got the wrong spirit. You can tell by your demeanor and your continence. Did not when uh, Cain and Abel was there and God came up to Cain and and said, your continence had failed. You can see it. Just being in church doesn't mean that Satan won't try to entertain you and entertain your thoughts. Yeah, he will. He's, he's just as, look at churches. Churches are more split up. I got a friend that in his church now, it is total chaos, but he's been out because he's been injured. But it's just total chaos. Folks arguing, different boards arguing, each board and this and that going on in the midst of the church. That's crazy. And then you want to tell the people out here how to act. Why wouldn't he be at church? He, he's got them. He wants to get us. His reward to him is to cause a Christian to fall. He looks for Christians to fall. And we, we here at Christ Temple North want to take the responsibility. It is our responsibility. You have the power and the authority in Jesus Christ to crush him. But your life has to be right. Your attitude has to be right. If your life ain't right and your attitude ain't right, you, he's got free range. Are y'all with me? We want a church that uh, people look, look at us in here and And I've looked at what has happened to us when some of my most strongest members moved out of town. You know, that's Wes and Ty and and Steve and Judy and Fred and and, and Joanne and uh, James and Michelle and uh, uh, some of the others. No, they left the the church, left the state. (laughs) You know, I looked at it, and then there were some that are here in Kansas City got caught up in it and left. Each one of them, and they're probably listening. I hope they are. You can call me. Listen, God ain't told you to leave. COVID's voice shouldn't be louder than God's voice. You understand what I'm saying? And see, a lot of times, look at me very careful. A lot of times you think you're doing the right thing, and it's the wrong thing. You see, it's just like I I was talking. Remember, I said that uh, I wished I had left Park. I stayed five years too too, uh, long. And it was the Kansas City Blazers. And we were in Lawrence at a track meet, and it was very hot, and I almost had a heat stroke. All right? You know, don't be fooled. If I'd listened to the God, I'd quit five years earlier, and I'd been home in air conditioning. That was on me. It was time to end that. And, and I'm the one that ignored the time. See, I ignored the time. I can't blame that on God. I ignored the time. So maybe I stayed with one thing, and a bunch of you need to hear this in here. Get out of ambition. It's over. Ambition will take you someplace, and you think it's God speaking to you. And it's ambition. So ambition almost caused me to have a heat stroke. Because I was new. I should have quit five years ago. Are you all with me? And so you know why he wanted me. He'd love for me to have a heat stroke, because I wouldn't be standing here today. Of course, I was years ago. Are you with me? Amen. And so I, I want you to, this is a personal lesson for everyone in here. 
in your homes. What are you doing? Who's in your home? Who's in your ear? Your home. You got to remember, there's always three people in your ear. Okay? You, God, and Satan. Two of them you don't want to listen to. You see? Are you with me? Am I doing all right? All right, so if Satan is going to and fro, okay, the earth, then it means he's coming to your house. He's coming to the church. Now, he may not have no power at your house, or no power in the church, but he's coming because he may just keep somebody napping. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, some people take a nap. You ever take a nap? You should take a nap. It's good for you, but not a spiritual nap. Okay? And just so you know, we're coming from Job chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Now I'm going to read it from the voice. It said in 6, Now one day it came time for the sons of God, God's heavenly messengers. Now remember, God's heavenly messengers. God's got messengers. Heavenly messengers came. Messengers, excuse me. To present themselves to the eternal one to give reports and receive instructions. So he, guess what? They went to get some what? Some instructions. Guess who's going to show up? If you go to church, you go to church to get some instructions. Right? Guess who shows up? To get the Bible you. says the accuser was with them there. The accuser came in. He's got you thinking about everything. Who's sitting next to somebody? Think about I've heard the worst thing. Never say this to me because I get upset when people do it. I wish so-and-so was here. Well, you there. Don't worry about what so-and-so doing. Right. It's you there. He does everything that he can to, to distract us from listening and getting the instructions that we need to get to better our lives. Right. Period. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. King James says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. So that's instructions. That's why when you go to a church sometimes, you see so many people get causing confusion. You see, I, you know, I'm one of these ones here, like, now we don't do it here and y'all do a good job. You go to church, folks who got to go to the bathroom, walking down the middle of the aisle, because they won't let you do that here, walking around all this, you become a distraction. Yes, sir. Yes. You see, you understand what I'm saying? Now, if you got to use the bathroom, use the bathroom, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's a distraction. Y'all want to hear something funny? My mother used to tell me to use it before you go to church, but anyway. Since you want to laugh, let's get it all together. You shouldn't laugh at me. You know I'm going to get you, right? You see, you see here's how it is. No, it's distractions. Uh, it's Satan, will, listen to me very carefully, will use excuses to distract you from not being church. We ought to know it. COVID was a distraction. Right. And people left church because of COVID. COVID... You know how many kids are getting abused because of COVID? Because people had to deal with their parents eight hours, couldn't drop them off. Satan does everything he can to distract you from getting the instruction you need. Like it or not, when you can't get to church, you can get everyplace else. It's the devil. People have called me up sometimes and said, you know, I ain't been there, but I've been thinking about you. And I tell them, I ain't the one you need to be thinking about. You need to be thinking about the one you betrayed. Come on. Not me. Yes, sir. 
You understand? I hope this just gets to the core of you folks. We want to be better than that. We know he's alive. What, how much power are you giving him in your household? Some of you bring the demons in. Well, Go ahead. In verse 7, it says, The eternal one to the accuser. Where have you been? The accuser. Oh, roaming here and there, running about the earth, and observing its inhabitants. Good. I'm running around and seeing its inhabitants. I'm going from house to house, church to church, job to job, seeing what I can do to destroy somebody. That's right. I'm getting in people's heads. Got it? You get this lesson, and, and, and you really get this lesson, and you get what pastor's talking about. Some of you are allowing demonic forces and the accuser to get in your head and in your ear, but you have the power to stop it. Quit. Right. All right? We're told in 1 Peter chapter 5, I'm going to read verse 8 from the Passion. We're told to be well-balanced and always alert. All right, so what we're going to do what? Be, be well-balanced well and always and alert. alert. And, and, and uh, we had 1 Peter, and Peter, I mean, he was very good with that. Go up to 6. We can go ahead down to 6. I told you fine. Let's start with 6. Okay. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, Mm -hmm. He will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. The timing in whose hands? God's. So everything you do ought to be in whose hands? God's. You see, because God, you remember Joshua, some of you haven't read it, but Joshua, I think it was Joshua, Caleb, when they had a fight and a war, and they was in a war, and he needed a little bit more time, and he prayed about it, and God stopped, the Bible says, stopped uh, uh, the sun, but we know how it rolls now, but he stopped and gave him more time to win this battle, because God can control time. God can control time. Okay, here we go. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him. So where's your worries and stress supposed to be at? On God. Worrying ain't never healed a soul. That's right. Worrying causes what? Stress. All right, stress causes anxiety. You see, many people are sick today, not because of the devil, not because of diet, because of stress and anxiety. That's right. It will hurt you big time. All right? He says, and leave them there. And leave them what? Leave them with God. See, one of the things that bothers me, and it's mostly women that get me with this because they don't know when to cut it off. I'm just turning my son over to the Lord, praying every day. No, you turn him over, get out of the way. You see, no, some of y'all looking at me crazy. Do you know that some of your kids, God has turned them, God's through with them? Do you know that? Right. It's called what? A reprobated mind. A reprobated mind. God said, I'll turn them over to a reprobated mind. So you wasting time praying for somebody that God's already, you put him in God's hand, God's already turned that dude over to a reprobated mind. And if you look it up, I ain't going to even tell you the scriptures yet, look it up yourself. He says, I will turn them over to a reprobated mind. That means they don't know right from wrong. And you're still praying. So you might want to be careful when you say, I'm putting him in God's hands. And once you put him in God's hands, he ain't your mama. That's right. That's right. He won't bail you out. He can say, I'm through with you. It's called a reprobate mind. Look at the word reprobate up there. It's a reprobate mind. When you leave it alone, leave it alone. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
It's amazing when you give a message, it gets to the core. People are quiet to get it. Oh, go ahead. You're listening? All right. At the end of verse 7, he says, for he always tenderly cares for you. God cares for you. So sometimes he cares enough for you to take care of that. Do you know he's put people out of people's life because those people that are Christian, that are strong, that are going good in his life, and he puts them right out of your life because God cares for you, so he moves stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've seen it happen in my life. God has moved folk on out the way, and I had to take a little one. No, and then I thought about it. Good riddance. Because if he don't want them there, I don't need to be there. He does it with jobs. Some of you may... He does it with jobs. Right. Folks will stay on a job too long. Remember what I told you? Yeah. That, 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 if I stayed five years too long, you see, they could have run, worried about a career. These are folks that get cracked me up. They always talk about their career. You know, what are you doing for God? God ain't going to bless you unless you do what he says do. Right. Amen. You see, so some people don't get blessed since y'all here looking at me. You put your career over your calling. Answer your calling, you'll bless the other part. All right? Okay. Again, in verse 8, he says, be well balanced and stay alert. Be what? Well balanced you gotta and be, always alert. You got to be balanced. You got to be well balanced and how? Always alert. Always alert. You see? Always alert. Because guess who's one to and fro? Satan's going to and fro. See, though he made a vow. So you got to be well balanced and so balance is the key to life. You got to have balance. You see? So we got to be alert. You see? Okay, I like the next one. The Amplified says self discipline. I love that. You got to have self discipline. We self discipline, listen to me. The reason we're having so much this violence in homes and, and, and uh, around is because people can't have, they don't reason. They, ha they don't have a sense of reasoning. And if you don't have a sense of reasoning, you have no discipline. But discipline gives you a sense of reasoning. One of the things that's hurt us, uh, our young people can't reason is uh, we don't do enough math. Do math. Math helps you to reason out the situation or circumstance. You understand? Reading gives you knowledge of how to deal with it. That's all you need school. But guess what the low scores are in this country right now? Math and reading. So if I can't reasoning, then I go by my impulse, and we got a problem. All right? Don't be thinking about who should have been here, you here. Yeah. You see, and you need to listen. Let me tell you something. A lot of people, how many of you trust God? Amen. Some of you ain't going to get blessed. Ask me why. why. He sent the messenger. You didn't look the message. Right. Because if you can't have discipline and a spiritual sense of reasoning, say, Pastor, what is a spiritual sense of reasoning? Yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom comes from God, and wisdom will tell you that your reasoning is wrong. You need to get this. All right? I'm telling you, you'll get rich. This, this submarine that blowed up, 
down there. Remember, the son didn't want to go. But the father asked him to go because it was for Father's Day. So was the son right? But he listened to his father, and sometimes father ain't best. You know, father don't know best. You see? There was another young man. We're friends of him. The father and a son. This one said, I ain't going. Yeah, that's true. So this I ain't going. So he didn't care about his father, nothing about this. I ain't going. And so the father didn't go. Are they alive? Sometimes God's speaking to you and you're ignoring him. That's wisdom. Wisdom gives you a sense of reasoning. All right. From your commentary, it says, the implication in the context is that if you do not bring your worries and cares to God, the devil will use depression and discouragement to devour you. There we go. We're going to do it again. If you do not take your words, I mean, the devil will use what? Depression and discouragement to devour you. That's a trick of the devil. You setting up in church. Guess what he'll use to get you? He'll get you depressed. What? And disencouragement. There are some people in here, I don't know who you are, that you got it together. But you'll never be satisfied because you listen to somebody telling you ain't. And they'll discourage you. That you can't make it. You're not good enough. You're out of your league. You see? Never went to a coaching clinic. Private track team for 25, over 25 years. Coached at a university for 25 years. Coached at St. Teresa's Academy for four years. Nobody has done that. All right. How did Pastor Pills be able to do that and not have any of that? Wisdom. Wisdom gave him what he did not have because he wouldn't, he wouldn't qualify. And see, God's going to use me. Guess why he doesn't use some people? You may be in here. Ask me why. why? You think you qualified. Mm. Make a claim. You think you're qualified. And so he shuts you down until you get unqualified. And then he qualifies you. Say amen to that. Amen. You see what I'm saying? All right. Goes on to say, just as lions go after feet, the feeble, the young, and the stragglers. Uh, yes. So the enemy of our souls will always seek out those who are isolated, Guess alone, what? or depressed. Never get by yourself. Just like a lion, if you read and study about a lion, a lion will kill the weak. Right. Okay, y'all get us some water. I'll show you somebody. Uh, we got some up right up here, bro. Help us sister out. Here we go. <laughs> I haven't used it yet. It'd have been blessed if I had, but I haven't used it yet. Uh, listen to me. Y'all look at me. She just called for you. It's nothing. You, people do that, really. Uh, so, <laughs> so remember, you're sitting in here. Guess why you're here? He wanted you here. Don't allow Satan to get people in your life to discourage you. There are folks that's in the wrong jobs. There are folks that shouldn't have gotten married. There are folks that should have gotten married. There are folks that's been divorced. There are folks that shouldn't have bought. There are folks that should have sold. But they listen to the wrong thing. 
And then when everything fell apart, they were what? Depressed and discouraged. Many of them go to the point where they commit suicide. And that's high in this country right now, among teenagers. All right? Again, back to the scripture. Go, go with just as. I want to do that again. Just as the lions. Just as lions go after the feeble, the young and the stragglers. The young and what? Stragglers. Don't be a stragglers. We're not talking age up in here. We're talking young in Christ. He's going to come after you and the stragglers, those ones that are just straggling along. They go to church on Sunday, probably saved, but they're just straggling along. Okay? So the enemy of our what? Souls will always seek those who isolate themselves and get alone. The worst thing you can do is get by yourself. That's right. Never get by yourself. And sometimes you need to get with somebody who you don't like because they might tell you exact, they're the ones that tell you what you hear, what you need to hear. Don't get by yourself. There are people in here, and you know who you are, that need to look back and see what you were doing five years ago when everything was going good, exactly things were going good compared to now, and then figure it out. Figure out what I'm not doing. You see? Okay. And I meant to slow this message down because I am sick of hearing all of this violence and killing and uh, praying. And we've had a tough year last year. Young people in this church that grew up in this church when they left and literally were buried by parents in this church. You see, got, they were at the right place, got the right lessons, and went astray. And so, so Satan got in and robbed it out of their souls. And it cost them their lives. And one of these days, I'm going to have some of those people get up and testify to you all. All right? Pastor's trying to save lives up in here. He's trying to save marriages up in here. All right? Pastor's trying to keep you from having anxiety and stress up in here. Sometimes it's over. You need to let it go. Let it go. You see? And when I talk about my coaching career, and I've had a lot of All-Americans. Never got a coaching award, but did get an award. I can't think of the name of it. I did get an award at this big bandwidth they had for the person that influenced more athletes than any other person. That's called spiritual. They didn't, most of them didn't call me coach. Call me pops. That's God's calling. Right. You answer God's calling, he'll take you there. Don't have to be qualified by man, qualified by him. That's right. And he'll bless everything you touch. I guarantee you will. That's right. he'll, I guarantee you he will. All right? And like, can I say it? Because Kim says it here. And can't no demon or no in hell stop you from being blessed the way you'd have you to be blessed. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Nobody stop. They, they got my thing up, and I'm going to go ahead and do it. Y'all got anything to do? It's too hot to be out there anyway. <laughs> go ahead, poor man. Okay. Again, back to the scripture, it says in verse 8, that's why we're told to be well-balanced and always alert, mm -hmm. because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly. What? Incessantly. What? Incessantly. Keep going. 
like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Your children. Your children. I hope you ain't in here. But some parents are so caught up in their children to being good athletes that they wind up not being good people. If, and I hope you're not in here. Uh, I watch some of the people get in here. I want to get them, but I'm trying to be a nicer person than I'm older. <laughs> How can you be late to church with your children? But you can take them to soccer practice on Sunday at 8.30 and you'll be there. Basketball and all that stuff, right? You're teaching them bad habits. You see, Satan wants to rob. And then somebody looks at your child, say, that child's not dependable. Got more talent in this one, but it's not going to make it. It's not dependable. And guess whose fault that was? You. Right. All right, we're going to get going. Again, from the message, verse 8 says, keep a cool head. Keep a what? Cool head. Right. Stay alert. And do what? Stay alert. Okay. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. He wants to keep you get you napping. Don't go to sleep. Don't get to, don't take a nap. Because he's there. God has patience for you. Your mama. So does the devil. And he's waiting for the opportunity for you to take a nap. A lot of times there's some people, yes, you you see, taking a nap means I don't need to go to church. I got this to do. That's what he means by taking a nap. But Satan got you. Because you've been disobedient. Because he told you to fellowship with one another. Okay, I look in here and I love you people. I look at the same ones and they're so committed and dedicated. And there's people online that are so many committed and dedicated. I can't help but smile. Because they're dedicated. You see, Remember last week I told y'all to quit doing them things like um, uh, the when people say it's good to be seen. And I say you could be seen in a casket. Right. Another one. I'll be at church on Sunday if the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. <laughs> so that means the creek has got as much power as the good Lord. Oh, you old folks, y'all shouldn't even talk because y'all got, you just heard stuff and just repeating stuff back. You've heard it. I'll be there, the good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. And when somebody says that to me, when I'm smarter than you, they say, why? I say, I got a boat. That's right. Go ahead. David tells us in Psalm 55, verse 22, the Passion says it this way. So here's what I've learned through it all. Hear me, hear me. Listen to him. Leave all your cares and anxieties. And what? All your cares and anxieties. And what? Cares and anxieties. What? Cares and anxieties. That's it. At the feet of the Lord. And measureless grace will strengthen you. And his grace will strengthen you. You got time to deal with that. You want me to help you with, you want me to help you with it, you children, because it's easy, or your ex, or whatever you're dealing with. Here's how you pray. Let me think of a name nobody's got in here. Okay. 
Her name is Marcia uh, uh, Bo. See? They acting up. Here's how you pray. Lord, I ain't got a problem. I ain't got anxiety. You got a problem, Lord, with Marcia and Bo. Because I'm giving them to you. That's your problem. That ain't my problem. All right? Am I, am I doing all right? Because you're going to be here in a minute because I got a little bit more to go. I might skip something up here in a minute, all right? So I don't do it very often, but I'm, I might go over time. You get the Amplified says it this way. Cast your burden on the Lord. Release it. Rele do what? Release it. Do what? Release it. Give it to who? God. And release it. All right? And he will sustain and uphold you. Uh -huh. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, to slip, to fall, or to fail. Never forget that. Keep going. First Peter verse five, chapter five, verse nine. It says, "Take a decisive stand against him." Come on. And resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. You know what I do sometimes? This is me. Sometimes. I get on my knees and pray to the Father, but I don't get on my knees for the devil. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Go ahead. We're told, for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles and endure. In other words, quit moaning and groaning. Other folk going up. Right, let's do it this way. How many people in this church has had a bout with cancer? Raise them up. Don't be scared. Look at them in here. You see? There's more than one up in here. Young and old. Men. I would ask some other things, but I want the people to know your business. Keep going. In verse 10 it says, and then... After your brief suffering. And there's going to be some suffering in life. God of all loving and grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ. Yes. Will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than he'll, ever. He'll make you stronger than ever. Those people that raised their hands, that's overcame this cancer that I'm talking about, they'll tell you they're stronger in their faith than they've ever been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. You see? Sometimes you got to go through something to be something. That's right. All right? He says, yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. He, and who will build you up? He will build you up. He will build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this And forever. he's got the power to, to do this forever. And this is one of my favorite things. This is a prayer. It's kind of a prayer that I use. It's Psalm 61 and 2 in uh, NIV. From the ends of the earth, I call you. That's my prayer. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to a rock higher than myself. In other words, get me up higher than this mess I'm in. Get me up higher than myself. That's a good prayer. You say, God, I don't know where you're at. If somebody in here, you came in, for you down here. Say, no, 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 no. I'm down here, this is the best I can do. Lord, lift me up, lead me up higher than a rock hard myself. All right. Here's another prayer. The voice. Psalm 61, verse 1 through 4 from the voice. 
Hear me, O God, when I cry. Listen to my prayer. You are the one I will call when pushed to the edge. When I'm pushed to the edge. When my heart is faint. When my heart is faint. You ever been pushed to the edge? If you ain't keep living, when you push to the edge, you got to say, Lord, put me on a rock hard myself because I'm on the edge and I'm about to do something really crazy here. Right. Or say something really crazy here. Get me up out of myself because self is about to do something really ignorant. Shoulder me to the rock above me. Shoulder me to something what? Above me. Get me out of me. Shoulder me to a rock above me. For you are my protection. Uh huh. An impenetrable fortress from my enemies. My enemies can't bother me. I'm on a rock higher than myself. My enemies give me when I was down here. But when God lifts me up, they can't touch me. That's right. Y'all remember that? Can't touch this. That's right. All right. Go ahead. Then he says, let me live in your sanctuary forever. Let me find safety in the shadow of your wings. I can't, do, I can't do no more for you than that. That's right. I can't do no more for you than that. Get this lesson. Change your life. Quit being so emotional and all torn to pieces. You got to ask God, God, get me out of Johnny. So I tell him, God, get me out of Johnny and put me up on a rock hard myself. And he moves me up on a rock called Christ Jesus. You see, I told you all, y'all comfortable? And I meant to do that this slow. I told you all, Tony Des, uh, precious hand, our precious Lord, take my hand. Remember when I told you all that? His wife had died. He was a great writer, strong Christian. But when that hit him, Marzena, you can get ready to do that. And when that hit him, Brother Ray, you, need, you, you can come up here. And when that hit him, when that hit him, he had no place to go. And you know what he said? Listen to me, y'all. Look at me. There's his people. You see them every Sunday. I, they don't look as good as me anyway. But anyway, uh, when they, when, when, listen to me carefully because it's going to happen to some of you all in here. You're going to lose a spouse or the spouse is going to lose you. It got to the point that he couldn't handle it and he was walking in his yard guess what he said? Precious Lord, take my hand. You know what he's saying? Lord, I'm hurting. My wife has passed away. Lift me up. Take my hand and lift me up on a higher rock than myself. Say amen to that. Yes. Somebody needs a special prayer. After that, I'll be right here. Precious Lord, take. 